Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to podcast episode number 368. I am here in Aruba with Mr. Robert Nunez, and uh, I've actually been staying with him for uh, a week, which uh, which has been absolutely awesome. Uh, Robert's got an awesome villa here in in, in Aruba. It's called uh, Working in Paradise. Working right? Paradise. Working Paradise. He started it this year, actually, in 2020, which is which is really really awesome. So I'm really excited to dive in and learn more about um, how Robert set up his uh, business here. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. So uh, Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is a good way to start the new year off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about how did you end up here in Aruba? I have a friend of mine who lives in Aruba and who I have visited before in the past. And in July sometime, we came out here to visit him and saw the landscape, saw the country, saw the beauty of the paradise, the blue waters, and then also realized that it was such a reminder of what it just felt like to be human again, you know, not caught up in the in the quarantines and decided to say, and realized how many people were looking to work remotely. So we came for a visit just to see the, you know, spend some time out here and just end up making a decision to say, you know what, we're gonna open up a work remote site in Aruba. That's awesome. And uh, you also run a lot of units in Philadelphia. That's how you got started with short-term rentals, right? Yes, yes. Well, we're in the U.S. in a couple of cities in the U.S. Philadelphia is our base of operation. But, you know, we're also in New York City, uh, New Jersey, uh, Miami, and Philadelphia. Got it. Got it. And how did you how did you get started with uh, short-term rentals in the first place? Yeah, a friend of mine, I've, I've said the story on some interviews, a friend of mine in 2013 came over to my house when I was living in Queens, New York, and I was going back and forth to Philly to work. So I do a week in Philadelphia, a week in New York. And she said, uh, why don't you Airbnb? And I said, uh, what's that? And that question led to her answer, which then led to us sitting here in Aruba, you know, because once she answered the question, I immediately got interested and I set up a unit, which where I was living and only because I wasn't there all the time. And it just it booked instantly, like within, I think, two days or a day or something. And it's been history since. Once I caught the fever and I realized that people were willing to pay for your place and leave, <laughs> you know, because I'm an owner, I'm a landlord. So they would pay and then leave. And then, you know, you go into the next reservation. I realized this is definitely the way the market's going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about 2020, because I know 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. But to hear that you actually started this business working in paradise, focusing on the on people that want to work remotely. Um, how did you come up with this idea? Wow. Well, 2020 is such a crazy year. They named it twice, right? 2020. <laughs> right? That's how crazy of a year it is. They needed two names. 
once I was in Madrid in the early part of this year, you know, we were living in, uh, in Spain and once everything shut down and I wound up getting back to the United States and the quarantines kicked in, working remotely really became a, uh, a reality. As your colleague, your friend Emil said, uh, you know, working remotely got a five-year head start, you know, because everybody went from, ah, maybe I'd work remote, maybe I won't. I'd like to, to like, you have no choice. And being in New York City, stuck in the apartment for months in a row, but still growing your businesses taught me that, you know, you really don't need to always be in the field. And if you do it correctly, you can actually operate your business successfully from wherever you're at in the world. Um, if your business can fall into that category, which, which many do because many people thought they couldn't until now they're doing it. Once I saw that I can work remotely, you know, then the next question was like, well, if I can work from anywhere and still achieve what I want to achieve in my business, then I want to be in the best place possible working. And Aruba turned out to be that location. So coming here and seeing everything that this country has to offer and also the beauty of the country and the peace, the safety and, and all the beautiful things that happen here just made me say, you know what, this has to be a choice to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you said something um, that uh, kind of sparked something in my head when, when you said you heard that the Twitter was allowing its employees to work from home. And that was one of the things that made you realize like, hey, people are going to be looking for a cool place to work from. Right. Exactly. Um, I think I read an article when, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that Twitter has shut down its headquarters and everybody was working remotely. And I said to myself, and again, I'm a business owner and I have offices and so forth. And I said, wow, no rent, no office rent, no overhead, no human resource department in the office. No, all those things that come with the business, they didn't, they just disappeared. But the business seemed to have still continued to grow and operate successfully. And I said, well, if they're going to do it, somebody's going to follow suit. It always takes a brave company to do something everybody thinks is crazy and then everybody's doing it. So when I saw that Twitter was going that direction, then I got the news about people on Facebook were working from home. These are major corporations with a 10, 20, 30 year plan in front of them. If they're already considering going this route and it's working, then I'm like, okay, well, now that more people are going to be working remotely, they're going to need a place to work remotely. My job wasn't to convince the world to work remotely. Mm -hmm. COVID did that, right? My job was to provide a place where you want to be working remotely during this time and even after this time, because I, I just, I, I genuinely believe that after once, if we can resume some sense of normalcy, many people are not going to want to go back to the office and many people are not going to have to, and many businesses are not going to want to open up and pick up these overhead expenses if they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, man. And, and tell us a little bit about Aruba, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize what this place is like. Wow. Yeah. Um, first of all, it's paradise. The name of the company is workinparadise.life, because I want to make sure you add life to it. You know, so it's workinparadise.life. And the it's located in Aruba. It's a super villa you know, with suites in it. And the reason we chose Aruba is because Aruba offers the word paradise. I mean, you have the bluest, greenest, clearest water as you have been swimming in every day, right? Yeah. That I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this is the only island where no matter where I pull over, I could jump into the water. It's not like I have to find a specific place to go swimming. You can go swimming everywhere. The people, it's very cultural. There's a good mix of local environment here. 
Everybody except me probably speaks four languages. <laughs> you know, speak English, Spanish, Papiamento, and Dutch. It's very friendly for tourists, but it's also, it's not like you're caught up in a tourist island. There's a lot of things to do. You know, people think one of my anxieties when, when I was setting this up was, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to be bored? I'm coming from a city, like, you know, I was raised in major cities all my life. Mm-hmm. So going from a major city to an island is definitely a transition. But um, there's so much to do here. The weather is a consistent 82 to 86 degrees every day. I think winter is like 80 or 78 you know, and that's, I mean, we're in winter now, right? We're in January. Did you call that winter? Yeah, and Jasper has shorts <laughs> on. He was swimming yesterday, right? I was snorkeling. The people are great. The weather's super consistent. We're out of the hurricane belt, so we're not worried about hurricanes. You might get some rain. You got some rain, right? You get some rain. People want to be here. We haven't had one, including yourselves, we haven't had any people visit who left on time. <laughs> like he extended for a week, right? You know, and he's going to wind up staying in a country for another week. So um, it's definitely a great place to be. It's easy to get to from most countries. And, um, you know, you don't really run into a lot of issues. Crime is like a, a super minimal or low. And you don't, and you run into a diversity of people out here for many reasons. So if you're going to be stuck somewhere, not stuck, if you're going to be working remotely, because it's not stuck anymore, it's part of life. If you're going to be working remotely, then you want to be somewhere where you wake up every day, you hear the birds chirping, the palm trees and the water, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, 100%. And one thing you said to me as well was that you had a realization where you were thinking, well, most people work because they want to retire at some point and then they have certain vision of what that retirement should look like. Yeah. Um, and then you said to me like, hey, I was thinking, whatever I can make that happen right now, whatever I can create that life that, that people want to have when they retire right now. Jasper pays a lot of attention. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and we were just having casual conversations. Well, absolutely. Many of us, I mean, at least in the the United States, there's this theory or this preconception of work hard, you know, to your golden years and then go and retire off into the sunset, you know, go play golf, go live on an island, go um, not work anymore, you know, whatever your, your thoughts are. But I know that many people's idea of a retirement is just to kick back, relax and let the stresses of everything they've done all their life go and to be somewhere they want to be, you know, like on, on a tropical paradise island. So I said, well, instead of working all your life in a place or location where you don't want to be, to then end up here, why not do some of your work already here? Mm -hmm. So just fast forward your retirement life to now. So, you know, so you're, you're you're still working your career and operating your business, but you already have set yourself and placed yourself in the environment of where you want to be 10, 20 years from now. Reward yourself now. Like, you know, a lot of people think like I'm going to work hard to reward myself later. I don't believe in that. I believe in rewarding yourself now. I believe in many vacations. Like I'm not going to wait once a year to just do something. I'm going to take them as many times as I can. So if we can place you, if work in paradise can place you in an environment where you're rewarding yourself now and your reward is every day when you finish working, you just walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional, your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text 
Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. So let's talk a little bit about how do you attract the, the remote workers? How do you attract the people that want to, want to stay somewhere where they can work remotely? Oh. Where, what, what do those people need and how do, you, how do you cater to them? Oh, fantastic. Okay, so attracting them and drawing them in, we're online, we're on social media, you know, where we use different platforms. There's owner direct websites where people look for the places. We're now tapping into the remote work community, which is a huge community online. And, you know, they have different people who work remotely. So we're starting to tap into that market to find the audience. And, and you know what? Um, people will also find you. People say, you know, I want to go work remotely so that they're going to find us online. But once they get here, how do we attract and keep them is very important. Number one, every suite is private. So, you know, you have your own door, you know, lock and key your air conditioner, you know, your whole sweet environment. But then we also give you a workstation inside of the room. The beautiful thing I like about, about this location is the people aren't really working from their suites because the villa is so large and we have set up, I think it's seven work areas. We're in one of them now. So throughout the villa, you can pick a different work area and, and decide to work mm-hmm. there. So you're not confined to your room because nobody wants to be in a room all day. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't want you to be in, in the suite all day. We want you to kind of interact and mingle within the space. But we know that you're here to work. So if you're here to work and conduct your business, you have the privacy of different locations throughout the villa. So it's very important to provide adequate work areas. So there's two outside in the deck. There's one here. There's another one up there. There's a media room back there. There's even in the front where people have set up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, giving them adequate workspace where they can work is very important. Reliable Wi-Fi is hugely important. And, you know, our location. Once people finish working, they want to do something. So we're in a very prime location where you can just walk down the street and you're on uh, Malmuth Beach, which is amazing. So I think that we've given them a location, a work environment, but one plus to that, which came from a survey we did. We asked our guests one time that were were here with the full, full house and we asked, you know, what are the pros and cons? And the biggest pro was community. You know, and, and I think we experienced that in the state, you know, and you mentioned that earlier on a couple of days ago, it's not just the house, it's the engagement with the people. So, you know, you're, you're in a property where everybody's here handling what they have to do, but we're engaging with each other. Sometimes, you know, I'll cook and I'll say, Hey, let's have dinner. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think your first or second I hear, right. We had, fish, yeah. Right. And did you like it? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then we'll have dinner together or, you know, you may, we give suggestions to each other. We may sit in the back and just talk but just community. And I think that during COVID, during a time of isolation, society is missing the sense of community mm-hmm. and engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And the location here is, is absolutely amazing. We can walk to the beach and you can go snorkeling and you're almost guaranteed to see 
sea turtles, yes. which is awesome, which is an awesome experience. And you and I were talking about this, yes. as you mentioned, you know, it's like, we're not just renting out a place to sleep. We're rent, you know, we're providing experience, right. And that's what right. people pay for. And, uh, I was, for me that, you know, just being able to, to jump in the water and see and swim with sea turtles. That's a, an incredible experience that not a lot of people have access to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, right. That information was, uh, delivered to us that perspective by you because I'm here now. So what's normal to me mm. is very unique to somebody who's just coming in. So, you know, we now know that uh, upon landing, if you, when, when you come to Aruba, not if, when you come to Aruba upon landing and dropping off your bags in 10 minutes, we can have you swimming in warm waters with sea turtles. Yeah. Almost guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Almost, yeah. 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 <laughs> and literally it's, 30 seconds down the road, you know? So, um, and that's, that's, that's an experience. And that's, and that's one of the things about work in paradise, work in paradise. I know the word work sometimes has a negative connotation because people don't want to go to work. Right. But if you love what you do, because I love what I do, mm -hmm. you're, you're passionate about what you do. So if you love what you do, then we're, we're also providing a place where you can love what you do and love where you're doing it. You know, a combination. Now life is just all love, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you love what you do. You love where you're at. It's a good mixture. And we've had couples come here and um, work, you know, both couples were here. They were, it was a long distance relationship, but they used this location as their time together, but they still operated their business. So she came from the States, he came from Europe, but they met here, they spent a month together and they ran their businesses, you know, whatever they did, literally from this table right here, but this was their their time together. So yeah. I thought that was a very unique use of, of the time working yeah. remotely. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred yes. percent. So, what well, you you how many units do you run in uh, in total in the states? We manage, own, and consult for seventy six now. Wow, yeah, wow. we were in the, we were we were almost hitting the hundred right before COVID, but the COVID pandemic caused a lot of owners to get nervous and close down. Yeah, that we were managing. We also shifted some properties that we own. We didn't plan on reducing and running for the hills. You and I had a good conversation about that. Yeah. Everybody was running one way. We decided yeah. to stay in. Yeah, that was a that was a great conversation too. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting because I always tell Airbnb hosts to stay with another host. You know, half of the stuff I learned about Airbnb is from staying with other people, right, and having conversations with other hosts and seeing what they are doing and and learning that way. And one of the things that uh, struck me as well that you mentioned was, you know, when COVID hit and everybody was panicking, you were thinking about like, okay, what's the opportunity here? And how do I double down on what I'm, what I'm doing versus, versus running away? Right. So I thought that was really powerful. Yes, that was, it was powerful. I mean, thank you. Thank you for that. It was a challenge to think that way because it's very easy to run with everybody. You know, remember if everybody recalls in March when everything hit, you know, the short-term rental industry took a very, very, you know, hard hit. We went from 95% occupancy to like five, right? In the first 18, 20 days. And while we were recalibrating and trying to figure out what the course of action is, everybody's like, okay, well, let's reduce our overhead. Let's trim down. Let's give up some of these units. And I saw the entire mass is running in one direction. And I said to myself, if everybody's running that way, they're leaving all this inventory, all this opportunity empty because everybody's running. And I said, no, I'm not running. I'm going to stay. And I remember my team thought I was crazy. They were telling me, you're nuts. You know, what are you doing? If, if we have five, 10% occupancy, how are you going to want to add more properties or keep the existing ones that we're 
we can get out of now because, you know, owners were letting us, you know, uh, liquidate a little bit. And I said, no, I said, because when all this settles down or when the shift comes, we're going to say, wow, you know what? We missed a good opportunity. So they were like, you know, okay, well, you're the boss, whatever you decide. And I said, okay, we're going to stay. And we stood. And in staying, we started adding more inventory to our short-term rental portfolio. And then the shift happened. Mm -hmm. And the shift was first responders. We went from like a low vacancy, I mean, a low occupancy to a higher occupancy because first responders started booking our places for 30, 60, 90 days. Then workers, because during COVID, I don't know if people really paid attention to this or not, but there was a lot of construction going on around the world because the cities realized that the streets are empty. So they got to catch up on the infrastructure work. So we had, excuse me, we had um, so many contractors and workers coming in. So now we have first responders, then we got workers. Then we have people who were dis displaced. They couldn't go back home. I still have a person now who booked with me in, in August uh -huh. and she's still with me because she can't get back to Italy. Mm. You yeah. know, so now you have displaced people. You got people who sold their homes and couldn't move to the new place because construction stopped there and they're stuck somewhere. So there's so many different mm. markets opened up that didn't exist before COVID. We just wound up really benefiting from that because we decided to stay the course we hit a pretty good hit there, but, um, you know, the risk factor was real, you know, it could have went a different direction, but it didn't. And, uh, we're very fortunate because of it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, what's one piece of advice that you want to share with the short-term rental world? Most of the time, well, I may have one or two in here, but if you're ready for, for those who are looking to get into it, you definitely have to speak to people who are doing it. Don't, Plumbers hang with plumbers, actors hang with actors. <laughs> don't, don't, don't speak to people who don't do it because they're going to give you the reasons why not to. And the people who are doing it are going to give you, uh, can save you a lot of time, energy and, and money and losses because they're in it. Right. You know, um, so definitely speak to people within the industry of what you're looking to get into. So if you're going to get into the short-term rental industry, chime into Jasper religiously, you know, uh, read the books, uh, get out there and talk to the people that are doing it, get on the forums and the chat lines And, but don't allow all the negativity to seep in because sometimes people just talk you out of great opportunities, mm -hmm. right? So that's one, that's one, right? And if I could add a second one, for those who are already doing it, push the envelope, push it, don't get comfortable because right now, whatever you're doing that's working for you, which is fantastic, I congratulate you. Somebody's right behind you, they're either gonna zip right past you or there's an opportunity for an industry that you don't know about, like working remotely. So push the envelope, challenge yourself. Every day, ask yourself, What's the one thing I can do today that I'm going to grow? Because we can all do, we can all have a list of what to do's, but those things that you do, do any of them help you grow? So yeah, so push the envelope for those who are already in it, in the short-term rental industry, and those who are getting into it, seek real good advice and guidance from professionals who are already doing it. And, you know, and good luck. And it's, it's amazing. And come see us in Aruba. <laughs> yes. Awesome, man. That's that's great advice. I'm sure some people are listening right now, and they're they're going to look on Google Maps. They're going to see where where is Aruba, and they might want to come over. So, let us know again the the website where people can find your place. Absolutely. Here. The website is Work in Paradise, and it's W O R K I N Paradise dot Life. That's where you can locate us. You can also, uh, when you when you go on the website, you can send a message or, or give it a call, give us a call, and it'll come right to me, actually. I'll receive the call myself or the email. 
And um, if you're interested in knowing what it's like to work in paradise, work remotely, or even possibly set something like this up, we'll be more than happy to talk to you, you know, or through Jasper's uh, information line, right? Because I'm sure he has a system and set how to forward people to the right places. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to put the links in the show notes as always. And the show notes you can find at getpaidforyourpet.com. Highly recommend people to check, uh, check out your place. I've, I've had an amazing time here. Yeah, um, and, and as you said, it's interesting. Most people who come to this island extend their stay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is true for myself as well. Yeah. So I think uh, that kind of speaks for itself, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and may I add one more thing? A couple of years ago, I was looking for, I, I would get calls all the time, you know, hey, I'm in the short-term rental industry and it, people would just bombard you with questions. You know this, right? And if you're in this, you know, your friends are always asking questions. And I remember I came across Jasper online one time and I, I listened to a couple of podcasts, probably like in your 130, 140 episodes, maybe. And um, I would just start telling people, listen, listen to this guy. You know, he pretty much seems like he knows what he's talking about, <laughs> you know, and um, you get some good information and it's free. It's online. Right. And then I started chiming in and, and listening to a couple of your episodes. I remember I listened to the one about the lady in Puerto Rico, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you know, a couple of them that I liked. And then today here we are sitting down. Right. So it just goes to show you how how the world works. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And, awesome. I, and I appreciate this, too. Awesome, Emil. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, good luck with everything. Yes, yes. And we're in the same house. So we do this now, <laughs> but now we're going to go drink coffee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, the next episode will be live uh, next week as usual. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.